Hello. Hello and welcome. Hi, welcome to Three Funny Ladies. That's Joe Bailey. That is Susan J. Cox. Hi, everybody. How are you? We're the hosts of a comedic podcast. Snowy afternoon. It is. This is a very snowy afternoon here in Michigania. In Mich- Michigania. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I am okay. So I just happened to stumble upon the Facebook, meaning I opened it on my phone as we were waiting for the recording to start. And Broadway in Detroit has announced their season. Did you see? I saw that, yes. Jamie R. texted (laughs) me (laughs) and asked if I had seen it. And I said, I hadn't. I said, I'm prepared to be disappointed. Please hold. And I looked and I was not, all things considered, it's not bad. What do you want to see? Out of any of these. Well, we're going to see Mean Girls uh, in Lansing in a couple of weeks. Okay, so you won't need to see that. Right. I would like to see that production of My Fair Lady. Who is in it? I don't know. Okay. I don't have any interest in Tina Turner or Beetlejuice. Uh, I would like to see Jagged Little Pill. Okay. Uh, I don't want to see Ain't Too Proud and... I, I think my the shelf life for Dear Evan Hansen has passed for me. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, okay. What about you? I'm curious about Beetlejuice and Jagged Little Pill, but I'm trying to get myself to Waitress, which is... Um, that's soon. Yeah, that's soon. That's next month. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah. Uh, our friend Vince just, just sent me a text. Uh, he is in California. Yeah, and whatever. They are at apparently right now they're at the new Academy Museum. Okay. Um, because he sent me a picture of the ruby slippers. Oh, cute. So. Why are they not? Well, let me not ask you this during our podcast because it's nobody else's business. I was going to ask you why they're in California, as if we're just talking to each other, which we're not. There's other people listening, so I don't fucking care why Vince is in California. Just for a vacation. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Now your business is everywhere, Vince. <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to us anymore. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, anything exciting going on? Um, well, I don't know if I'd say exciting, but um, there uh, this week we got news that Ivan Reitman has passed away. Okay, can I just, I am very ashamed to say, being the Ghostbusters fan that I am, I thought he was already dead, honestly. I did as well. And so when Pete told me, and he was really sad, and I was like, yeah, he's been dead. He's like, no, he hasn't. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm sad. Like, I, I, thought he, I thought he had been dead. Yep, me too. And I thought maybe I got him mixed up with Ivan Wright. Nope. <laughs> I think I got <laughs> Ivan Reitman mixed up with Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman. With um, what's the other guy's name? Yes, yes, which Harold I Ramis. do as well. Which I do as well because he's dead, but right? He are, is. Are we but sure? But we're positive <laughs> okay. because he was dead in the movie. <laughs> That's how you know he what? was ghosted. Did you see the new Ghostbusters? Oh no, I didn't. <sighs> Why do I even bother? All right, okay. Well, spoiler: he he's dead. He is dead in real life, and has been. But I do get them mixed up as well. But I thought they were both dead. Well, not, they are now. Well, they are now. God, this, this is going great so far. 
It's going oh, real good, real boy. good. What else? I watched, I am caught up on the Goldbergs, which I had given up on for a little bit, but I'm back up to current. Wow. And yeah. And they, uh, I watched the episode where they said goodbye to George Siegel, and I was destroyed, utterly destroyed. Yeah, I think we gave up not too long after that one. Yeah, yeah. We, um, well, we watched the first episode of How I Met Your Father. Ew, why? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. Because it just got picked up for a supersized second season. Okay. So then I thought, well, there must be something to it. Yeah, okay. But and you were wrong? Yes. That, I, like, I could have written that that first episode. And that's, like, it was something. Tired, pedestrian, Ooh. lame, lame jokes. Ooh. Yeah, not not good. There's a there's a an actor, a female, I'm assuming female identifying. I'm just gonna say it. There's an actress in it who uh when she came on, Joe was like, Oh, poor Demi Lovato, because she kind of looked like Demi Lovato. Uh-huh. And then a few minutes later I said, Forget Demi Lovato, poor Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having oh, saddled with the show. But then we started to watch the woman in the house across the lake from the Yes, across the, the lake. <laughs> roller coaster i don't know yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. called yeah and you couldn't um, get into it it's interesting it's very odd yeah it's real um, but odd. it's interesting there are times when i'm like oh that it's funny and i'm laughing and there are times when i'm like oh is this is supposed to be a comedy <laughs> yeah so odd. you understood what i was talking but like i get what they're trying to do but it just they take themselves so seriously that sometimes you question yourself <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, well, spoiler, if you're going to watch, it's like, oh, my daughter's dead. And it's like, oh, well, that's not funny. And it's like, oh, she got eaten by a, oh a my serial God. killer. Because <laughs> the they daughter, you're like, in the room with them. <laughs> because it's take your daughter to work day, and the <laughs> husband is a forensic psychiatrist. And so he takes her to the prison to talk to them. Now, see, that was fucking funny. But then yeah, it's like, yeah, funny. she was murdered and eaten. It. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it's odd, but certainly I will take this over how I met your father any day. Okay. All right. All right. So, and Kim Cattrall just looks weird. Does she? She's had too much work done. Mm, mm. Um, oh, speaking of which, I stumbled across Madonna's Instagram. Oh, sure. Have you seen her lately? Yeah, I follow her on the Instagram. She looks like a totally different person. A totally yeah. different person. Well, different you features. Know, girlfriend is in her 60s. No, but like here, I guess. And obviously that's a choice she made. It wasn't, she didn't just get a facelift. She got like, like, you know, stuff shaved down, stuff implanted, that kind of thing. And that's absolutely, she can do whatever she wants with her body. But it's like. You can look at Cher and go, she's had a ton of work done, but she still looks like Cher. Yeah. Madonna, I mean, she literally does not look like herself. It's really weird. And also, I would assume this is Facetune or whatever um, thing filter is on. But it. She, have you ever seen people and they just look too smooth? Yes. Yeah. Like they look like they have the skin of a dolphin. And you're like, yes. that's weird. Yeah. That's how she looks now. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there are times when I'm like... Good for you. And there are times when I'm like, girl, you're like in your mid-60s. And you were gorgeous anyway. 
Yeah. And I know, like, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it. But also, I mean, I guess if you get to a certain age, you can be like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck everything. And also the way the world is right now and the world's ending. So, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to make myself look like an alien because I've always wanted to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So, okay, good for you. She does look rather alienist. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish that she was not directing her own biopic or biopic, if you will. (laughs) I fucking won't. And you know that. She's directing it herself. That doesn't seem, you know, who should Guy Ritchie. Oh, <laughs> how cool would, be would that real be? Real interesting. <laughs> For like many reasons. Um, I need to talk about this. Um, are oh, you God. watching Abbott Elementary? I started to, and then I forgot and not because I don't like it. Cause I like it. Um, I just kind of, I just forgot, but yes, I've started to. Okay. Get back to it. Yeah, I I think I love it so far. It's really lovely. It's so funny and so sweet. Mm-hmm. And just so winning. And the Janelle James is uh she plays the principal mm-hmm. every week. So goddamn funny. Yeah, she makes I'm me back laugh. Real hard every week. Um I watched Scream today, the the very latest. And what did you think of it? I loved it. So yeah, much good. blood. My god. Yeah, it's it's very violent. It's very very violent. Very violent. Yeah, a lot of those stabs were like, goodness gracious, that's just overkill. But I mean, holy crap. And so, yeah, whole oh, yeah, some of them are real bad. Um but I liked it. And I liked how they just they know what they're doing and they know who they are and they just make fun of themselves the entire time and I love that. Yeah, it was nice to see Wiener Dog in it again, Don Don Matsarazza or whatever. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, do have you did you ever see Welcome to the Dollhouse? I feel like I have. I love that movie so much. But if I did, I don't remember it very well. So who the fuck knows? Did you celebrate Valentine's Day? No, we don't do that. We don't care. Yeah, we just don't care. Do you guys care? No, Joe's birthday is the 16th, uh, right, so right, that right. was yesterday, and so it really overshadows the Valentine's experience, which is fine by me. I would much yeah, rather celebrate uh, his birthday than... Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, that's a that's it. That's about it. That's all that's happening. Well, it's a slow news week, I guess, huh? I guess so, I guess. <laughs> this is so. uh, scintillating, huh? <laughs> All right. See you all next week. Oh, shit. I didn't pick a woman. Anyway, <laughs> shall we talk about have, the woman? I haven't picked the woman for next week. Next week is a wee pod. Well, all right. Fine. So you got you got an extra week. Good. Good. <laughs> and I knew that. Uh, shall we talk about your lady? Your lady. Yes. The lady, lady of the week. Yes. Is yes. Aquafina. Who is uh, making some headlines these past couple of weeks? Yeah. Yes. What is your first reckoning with Aquafina? My, my reckoning. Well, we had a uh, alley fight once behind a bar. <laughs> um, honestly, don't know. She's one of those people that just was kind of like she was here. I, I don't know. I rem- my first time ever hearing about her is- was when she. Hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay. Okay. And I was like, what? Because they always show, like, when you watch it and then they say next week and they show the little title card. And right, right, right. I'm like, who the fuck is Aquafina? 
Well, I, that stage name should pick, pick for, I mean, that's, let's just be honest. That's real dumb. The name Aquafina is real dumb. Yeah. It's not my favorite. It's real dumb. But she was born, I'm sure we all know this, uh, Nora <laughs> Lum, L-U-M. So that is the cutest name, and she looks like a little Nora. She does. Uh, she was born on June 2nd, 1988. Sorry. I will also say I got my information from Wikipedia. Also, an interview in The Guardian, which is turning out to be just a treasure trove for me uh, for this I guess thing so. that we do. Um, and also an article in uh, The List. So, right. okay. Uh, she was born June 2nd, 1988 in Stony Brook, New York, which is on Long Island. So that makes her 33, such a babe. Mm-hmm. Her father, Wally, is uh, he is an American of Chinese descent. Hmm. And her mother, Tia... Uh, was a painter who immigrated with her family uh, from South Korea to the U.S. in 1972. Mm. Uh, Aquafina grew up in Forest Hills, Queens, as I'm sure we all know if you follow her, because she is Nora from Queens. Mm. Uh, her mother died uh, when she when Aquafina was four. And she was raised by her father and her paternal grandparents and became especially close with her paternal grandmother. And because of this, she's always felt more connected to her Chinese heritage than her Korean heritage. Hmm. Uh, She says, my earliest memories of my mom are from when she was already sick. Uh, And she uh, said that she felt like she was a, quote, fixture of sorrow and uh, after her mom passed. And that family members would come up to me and cry, and I didn't like that. (laughs) To escape the sadness, uh, she developed a sense of humor. Ring-a-ding-ding, rings a bell. Yeah. She says, I tried to do this sideshow of, hey, let me make you laugh. Uh, I needed people to feel joy. That's how all this began. I was the class clown all the way. I think all the time, what would I have been doing if my mom hadn't passed? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be here because I think that I had to face a certain level of trauma to be so joyously self-deprecating and so free. Uh, she attended LaGuardia High School, where she played the trumpet. <gasps> Yay! And was trained in classical music and jazz. Yes. And at age 15, she adopted the stage name Aquafina, uh, which uh, was inspired by her general awkwardness. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, and she says that Aquafina is definitely a person that I repressed. Uh, it's an alter ego uh, to her quiet and more passive personality, uh, which came up during her college years. From 2006 to 2008, she learned Mandarin at the Beijing Language and Culture University in order to communicate with her paternal grandmother without barriers. Uh, She majored in journalism and women's studies at the University of Albany, which is a state uh, school in New York. And she graduated from college in 2011, which feels like it was yesterday. Oh, my God. I know. I love this tidbit, too. As perhaps the most visible Asian-American woman in Hollywood in the 2000s, Lucy Liu rivaled Aquafina's grandmother in the role model stakes. Uh, Aquafina is only the second Asian American woman to host Saturday Night Live. Lucy Liu was the first. Wow. And in her monologue, 
Aquafina recalled how, as a child, she waited outside the show's studios in hopes of catching a glimpse of Lucy Liu. She says, I was obsessed with Lucy Liu, especially after Charlie's Angels. That movie changed my life. Uh, and here we go. Throughout her career, Aquafina has faced criticism for alleged cultural appropriation of AAVE, which is uh, African American vernacular uh, English expression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mannerisms characteristic of the African American community. In 2018, she said, I welcome that conversation because as an Asian American identity, we're still trying to figure out what that is. So I welcome the conversation. On February 5th of this year, uh, she put out a statement on Twitter addressing allegations of cultural appropriation, stating that as a, quote, non-Black POC, I stand by the fact that I will always listen and work tirelessly to understand the history and context of AAVE. Her response to the allegations received criticism from activists for being several years in the making and ultimately not being an apology. Okay. So, yeah, I I read an interesting article today about how we are currently in the midst of a wave of people who are, who have made or have been making controversial statements like Joe Rogan, like Whoopi Goldberg, Mm -hmm. like Aquafina, and how none of them have been canceled, which is interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if that means anything or if that's a harbinger for anything, but... It's interesting that uh, they're really, you know, on both sides of the spectrum. Um, and there's not been any great call from either side to cancel these people. So I don't know. I mean, it certainly is problematic. Um, and she has resigned from Twitter as a res- uh, oh. in response to this. She says, and her Twitter statement is really long, uh, but she says that she's still going to be on the other socials. Um, but she was getting off of, I forget what she called Twitter, but um, so yeah, that was her last, her last post on Twitter was that very long, sorry, not sorry kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I couldn't find any information about a a dating life. I don't know. I don't know uh, what that is. So I don't know if she's just really private or I don't know, but that's what I have about Aquafina. Okay. Okay. What you got? Um, well, I got uh, all the stuff from the Wikipedias. Um, she began rapping at 13. Um, she got her start producing music with Garage Band. Um, in 2012, her song My Vag became popular on YouTube. She originally wrote that song in college. Uh, in 2016, she collaborated with comedian Ch- uh, Margaret Cho on Green Tea, a song that pokes fun at Asian stereotypes. Uh, she hosted the short form talk show web series Talk for the digital production company Astronauts Wanted from 2015 to 2017. In 2019, she starred in the film The Farewell, directed by Lulu Wang. Uh, The film uh, received critical acclaim, and she played the lead role of Billy, a writer who visits her ill grandmother in 
China. It earned her a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. This made her the first person of Asian descent to win a Golden Globe Award in any lead actress film category after being only the sixth woman of Asian descent to be nominated in a lead actress in the musical or comedy category. In the same year, she starred as uh, Avatar Ming uh, Fleetfoot in the film Jumanji, The Next Level. Have you seen the Jumanji movies? I did not the new ones. No, they're they're cute. I like that's them. what I've heard. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to. Um, which was a commercial success. In July 2019, Aquafina was cast as Katie in Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings along, alongside actors Simu Lee and Tony Long. Oh, gosh. Chi Wai Wei? It was directed by Dustin, Dustin Daniel Cretton. The film was released in theaters on September 3rd, 2021, uh, earning massive critical acclaim and has grossed $430 million. Wow. In August 2019, uh, she announced she would be providing her voice to Sisu the Dragon in the animated film Rayu and the Last Dragon, which was just okay, which was released on March 5th, 2021. Aquafina improvised much of her dialogue in the film, which drew comparisons to Robin Robin Williams' performance as the genie in Aladdin. I thought that was a very cute movie, and she was the best part of it. It wasn't great. Upcoming... Let's see. The Bad Guys. Uh, she is the voice of Scuttle in The Little Mermaid coming in 2023. And then uh, Renfield, it's TBA and it's currently filming. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what I got on her career wise. Interesting. Yeah. I do love her voice. Uh, so do I. Yeah. So do I. She said one of the things I read that she's had that voice since she was a child. She said people would call the house and say, I assume I'm speaking to the man of the house. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. Um, but I do enjoy, I enjoy Aquafina. Yes. I think she's very funny. She's very funny. I like her. And she's kind of like, I don't know. It, it, this might come across as very strange. I don't know if you'll understand the feeling, even though she's very tiny and much younger for some reason, She's like a warm blanket to me. Like she's mm. comforting. Like her comedy is comforting. I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain it. It's I just like, that. oh, good. Aquafina's here. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so what did you have us watch? Well, my choice was The Farewell. The Farewell. And had you seen it before? I had not seen it before. And um, I'm going to say you loved it. I did love it. Yay! I'm going to say you loved it. I did. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I, I thought did. it was so great on it so was. many levels. Yeah. And she was so good. Oh, my God. And I did not remember that she had won the Golden Globe until I was looking her up today. So I was like, good for her. She fucking deserved that. It was so good. Just so, so good. Just out of nowhere, this little... Chinese American, Chinese Korean American woman who is known for rapping, right, gives that performance. So is good. crazy. She is so funny mm-hmm. and so dramatical, mm-hmm. dramatical, um, <laughs> and just so sweet. Like you just root for her. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like the voice of reason and the voice of like 
conscience, having a conscience in this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, I know it's a total like uh, cultural difference. Mm-hmm. The whole premise of this movie is that she is, uh, she places woman named Billy who lives in New York. Her grandmother gets diagnosed with cancer and apparently it is a Chinese tradition where you don't tell the person that is sick, that they're sick. That blew my fucking mind. Yes. Me too. Like even the doctors are in on it. The doctor's like, well, we're not going to tell her. Right. And it's like, what what the fuck? What? (laughs) And they get people to forge documents and everything. And it's just, it's just what they do. It's just what they do. And And why they do it, which is said later is very beautiful, but still terrible. So the whole family uh, rallies around this idea and they go to China to, I, that's, I was confused at first. Like I was like, is this a fake wedding? Is this wedding actually happening? Yeah. Did that wedding actually happen? Or was it fake? That was never made clear to me. Yeah. I don't know. At any rate, they have a big celebration that may or may not have been a legal wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all to get the family together. Yes. So they could see her for what could very well have been the last time. And everyone seems fine with it, except for Aquafina's character is very conflicted about not telling her. And that's really like the most, most of it takes place in China. And I thought that was also really interesting. Just seeing China, like the portion of China where they were the hotel that they stayed in um, all of that. But it's just like, so it's just so sweet and wise and funny and, touching and just just like life yeah i i loved that her character spoke chinese yes very well and so she could interact with her whole family because like her cousin that the wedding fake or real we don't know um the wedding is for him and so they are chinese but they moved to japan and then her family moved to america and so he only speaks Japanese and English. And then she speaks English and Chinese. And then the rest of the family speaks Chinese. Um, so for some, I just loved that it wasn't that stereotypical, the grandkid who doesn't speak the language yeah. and she can't, like, she can communicate with all of them. She's very close with the grandmother. And it's just about, it's it's saying goodbye to a family member and the fact that the grandmother doesn't know she's dying just is is mind-boggling it's mind-boggling um i we mentioned this was directed by lulu wang it opened wide uh july 12th 2019 um it premiered in january of that year at the sundance film festival and it's based on a story called what you don't know that was initially shared by lulu wang on this american life in April of 2016. I want to spoil this movie because I want to talk about it. And I'm sorry to Gretchen, who doesn't want it spoiled. <laughs> yeah. So Lulu Wang is basically Billy. Aquafina basically plays her. And so this really happened. Her grandmother is sick. No one tells her. But you find out at the end of the movie <laughs> that she's still alive. Yeah. And I have a little, yeah, I have a little tidbit about that as well. Oh, wait, I was going to say something that prompted when you were talking about. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the film, it says something like this film is based on an actual lie. Yes, I love like that. that. I thought that was very cute. <laughs> um, so the film was shot primarily in China over the course of 24 days. Now, Lulu Wang says that she kept the secret from her grandmother during and after 
they were filming this movie. Her grandmother still didn't know. I think that's hilarious. She said it was awkward to keep the secret when her grandmother visited the set, which was a block from her home. Um, (laughs) She says that her grandmother eventually did find out about her diagnosis uh, while discussing the movie with her little sister, who plays herself in the movie. I know! And I was like, Uh, it's just this woman? And she's so good! I know! I was so surprised at that, too. And that was so sweet when I learned that. But yeah, so her grandmother just found out uh, during the course of making the movie. And it was six, it's been six years, seven years now, maybe however long. And she, the woman's still alive. Yep. She's still kicking it. And because she, she has stage four lung cancer. Yeah. So the doctor's like, shit, three months tops. But I did, this really resonated with me. And I don't just think it's, I mean, yes, it's part of their, it's embedded in their culture, but I also think it's an age thing because her uncle says, we don't tell people when they are dying because it is our burden as the ones who love them to feel that pain. And they shouldn't have to feel that pain of impending death, especially since they're about to die. Why ruin it by telling them they're going to die? (laughs) Which when he said it, I was like, yeah. That makes sense. But no, if you, no, I want to fucking know. That's insane. I mean, yes, I think, I really do think there's something to that too, though. I I really feel like a lot of people, when they find out any sort of diagnosis like this, that it can speed up the process. Like, I feel like you uh, naturally for sure, sort of for sure. give into it and you, I don't know, metastasize it in your brain. Oh. Nice wordplay. Thanks. So I I see it. I I understand the philosophy behind not telling them. I guess my thing is, is I hate being lied to so much. And I hate the thought of being made a fool of so much that that overshadows the other thing. Like, I totally see where he's coming from. But like, because the grandmother keeps saying, everyone's acting so weird. What the fuck is wrong with She doesn't mm-hmm. say what the fuck is wrong. But she's like, what is wrong with you people? And she thinks that everyone else is sick because they're puffy and their eyes are red and everyone's always sad. And she's like, something's wrong with your dad because he, it just looks like hell. And no one's, the other thing I would say is though, because you find out that the grandfather, her husband also died from cancer and she knew and didn't tell him. Yep. And my thought was, wouldn't she put, two and two together she's been to the doctor her sister's like oh no no you're fine she's still coughing she's still sick everyone's here everyone looks sad like if it were me i would like to think i'd be like oh my god i have cancer (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't figure it out that's what joe and i were like oh she knows she knows and then that never happened and i really i I really like and i enjoyed the fact that that didn't happen and i think it kind of for me it came down to like you know what you want to know Absolutely. I think that had she allowed herself to think about it for half a second, she would have figured it out. Yeah. And I think in the back of her mind, she knew and she was like, oh, yeah, no, I guess this is the way it is. And what I and don't I, know won't kill me. I mean, it will, have, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I have a wedding to plan. So and I have a wedding to plan. And then six years on, she's still here. So yeah. that's so when I saw that, I was like from lung cancer, stage four lung cancer, six years. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So maybe there's something, there's something to it. Yeah. But this movie is just so well done and I can't recommend it high enough. I just think it's so, it's so good. So great. It's but just, 
a lot of it's in Chinese, so just be prepared. Yeah, you do have to have the subtitles. Lot, um, I will. I do want to spoil this other scene when they go to the grandfather's grave. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, and they t- this happens in Shang Chi too. Like, go ahead. And in um uh, revol- uh re- revolver revolver oh the- revolver yeah 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 uh revolver um. <laughs> They, it's tradition that you go to the grave and you know you give them their favorite snacks and you give them the, uh, you know here's a blanket so you won't be cold oh let's light this flame so you won't be cold let's do this the son lights a cigarette and she's like no he can't smoke now keep in mind they're at this man's grave so he can't do any of these things and she, no he can't he quit no he didn't yes he did he quit two weeks before he died he told you he quit he didn't fucking quit. I'm letting the man have a cigarette. He's dead. He's not going to have any of this stuff. And they're like arguing over it. Let the man have a cigarette. It's so funny. Oh, it's no, it's such a darling movie. It's very, very darling. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And that scene, because her mother is very stoic and yeah. not emotional. She doesn't like to be looked at or talked about. Mm-hmm. And that scene where they are in the cab going to the airport at the end. Oh, mm-hmm. Just got mm. me. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's real, real good. You yeah. should watch it. And Aquafina is just a little star in it. Oh, my God. She is out of nowhere, just right out of the gate. Brilliant. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a rental, so it's not streaming anywhere currently. So you'll have to rent it. But it's so worth on it. You'll have to give three ninety nine. It really is. Sure. It is. It is. It is. It's good. Yeah. It's not all sad and depressing. It's very full of life. It, it really isn't. It's actually very funny. And it's... <laughs> Her whole through line is, are we going to tell the woman that she is dying? And everyone looks at her like she's crazy. Like, why would we do that? And she's like, why would you do that? I just love it so much. Yeah, it's really great. It's great. So what did you watch? Or what was your suggestion this week? It was Shane Chi. I'm going to say that you probably hated it. I didn't hate it. Okay. I really liked it for the beginning oh. parts of it. I was like, oh, this is a fun ride. And then about the time they got back with their father. To the village. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I, can, I can see. I can see that. And then I was like, why? What is Ben Kingsley doing here? That's weird. Okay. I fucking forgot about that part. All right. Let me explain it to you super quick. The reason Ben Kingsley is a big deal is because in Iron Man 3, he's in Iron Man 3, so it's a huge callback. He played this guy called, not the Mandalorian. Shit. I forgot what he was called. He was basically, he's an actor who was hired in the story of Iron Man 3 to portray this bad guy that Iron Man is going after. So they find Ben Kingsley and Iron Man's like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, I'm not the actual, I'm not, I'm an actor. I was trained in Shakespeare, blah, 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 blah. So that's why it's a big deal. He's in Chung-Chi is because it's years and years later. And it's this huge callback to this character you met during Iron Man, which I forgot about. And I'm so, so sorry. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why. (laughs) Um, And he did, I did hear him mention Iron Man, but yes, I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, that, that I didn't realize that. So I was like, he's barely in this movie. Like, why would he even do this? Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, because he's revisiting a character he had visited before. So that's why. What I think you love this movie. Uh, yeah, I did. I- 
I, I did love this movie. But I will say it's very different from other. It isn't as I loved her in this and I loved that they had a platonic relationship. Yes, 100%. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is a 2021 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics. It was distributed by Walt Disney Motion Pictures and is the 25th film in the MCU. It stars Simu Lee, uh, Benedict Wong, who's in Doctor Strange, Michelle Yeoh, Ben Kingsley, and Aquafina. Um, and it's based on the comics. Uh, Shang-Chi is, a, uh, is originally from the comics. He is the first uh, Asian superhero for the MCU. And this is Simu Lee's first film ever. He's, I find uh, that very fascinating. He's pretty to look at. He really is pretty to look at. And if you follow his socials, he he just seems like the fucking nicest person in the world and also super funny. He's really, really like he goes to these Marvel things and like fanboys over them. Like he said, the thing that he was looking most forward to um, by joining the MCU was smelling uh, Tom. Hiddleston and getting to hug him. Uh, and he's done both now. So, uh, <laughs> did you watch Selling Sunset? No, because he's on this last season of that, too. Oh, he's Just buying a, something, buying a house. Yeah. Oh, cute. Um, <clears throat> and it's it, what when did he tweet that? Uh, his story is also interesting because way back, I want to say 2000. 13 14 maybe uh simu lee tweeted to the mcu what will it take to get an asian superhero and what would it take for me to play him essentially wow. along those lines yeah yep That's and cool. uh legend hand has it based on that tweet they were like hey we have an asian superhero so yeah just start tweeting shit to people you might get a movie yeah you might be able to yeah yeah yeah, that's what I'm going to say. What I wouldn't give to have my mouth on Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> MCU, what would it take? And see where they go from there. <laughs> I um, saw that he was also on Kim's Convenience, mm-hmm. which is on the Netflix. But here in Detroit, we do get the CBC because we're so close to Windsor. That's um, correct. So originated on the CBC. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So... I want to go back and watch that. I, so it's, uh, you can watch, aside from the Ben Kingsley thing, which I've now explained, you can watch this movie separately from any other Marvel movie. You don't yes. need to know anything. I can attest to, to watch it. Yeah. Um, but you did like it a little. I did. If, especially the beginning. Yes. The whole bus thing was fun. So um, cool. Even when they get to China and there's that whole like fight club thing was great. I wondered if they always do their construction, like in case the building in bamboo. I thought that was interesting. If that's how they actually do it. I don't, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, I thought she was great. But then I thought once they get to their father, I feel like she disappears, um, which is sad. She- he does. Until she she does starts disappear to learn how to shoot at bone arrow. 
But I love that um, the things I love about this movie is that they remain platonic the entire time. Yeah. Um, and they're, they are the best of friends. There's no sexual tension. It's nothing like that. They're best friends and it's never a romantic thing. And she gets in on the fighting and she just, and I just, I love, I do. I really like, it. I like it. I love that her, one of her lines of defense um, to thwart bad guys is to just start singing Hotel California. Yeah, I did like that too. <laughs> You just, it confuses them and they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. She's just so, she's so natural and just so effortlessly funny. Yes. And I think Simu Lee and her have a great chemistry together yeah. as buddies. It's so funny because I watch this obviously on Disney plus. And so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm just, I keep thinking Disney, Disney, Disney. So when she's like saying like, Oh, well, that's bullshit. And you're an asshole. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Adult language, but then of course I'm like, oh, it's Marvel, it's different. So yes, Marvel. I mean, come on, you would have to swear with all that fighting that happens. Right. Just watch it. It's kind of hard to explain. It's hard to explain. So just watch it. And they are delightful in it. I love the relationship they have with their other friends, and they go back at the end and they're in the bar and they're telling them their adventures, yeah. and they're like, oh, okay. Also, the portal guy, the guy that comes at the very end. He is Doctor Strange's associate. Mm. Was he the same guy with the punching at, when they were in the fight club? And he opened that portal the, and the thing punched through the portal? I believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah. I just took it that that was this, him and that yes. was all I needed to know. See, this is why, this is why Marvel this- is problematic for me. What problematic? Why? I just don't want to feel like, oh, I want to watch Shang-Chi. So I guess I have to go back and watch 14 other movies. No, and I, I totally yeah. get that. I totally get that. We didn't even start going to the, see the movies in the movie theater until I want to say the first Avengers movie. So like the Iron Man's we didn't see in the theater. Um, we didn't see any of the Thors in the theater. I don't know why. It was just finally we we're like, we have to see this in the theater. And then from then on, we were hooked. I would say so far. Shang-Chi and and honestly Black Widow you don't need to see anything else to get it and like everyone's origin stories so like everyone's first standalone movie you don't really need to see anything else to understand what's going on because it just starts explaining their story so yeah it can be overwhelming I, I can understand why people would feel that way not wanting to get into the MCU because it's the same reason I haven't gotten into the actual comics yet. Cause I want to read the comics, but where the fuck do you start? Right. Yes. Especially in this, where there's multiverse of madness. So you think you're, you know, Oh, I'm reading the origin story of Iron Man, but it's really not the one that we see in the MCU. It's one we haven't seen yet. That's going to come maybe 10 years. It's so, yeah, I get being, I get being overwhelmed. Yeah. But I just wanted to expand your horizons a little bit. And she's well, so good in it. They're really just is. so great together. And I wanted you to see that. Yeah. And as these go, it's certainly like the two things that I didn't know were continuations were not like, I just took them at face value. So yeah. I wasn't, I never once thought like I'm missing something. Yeah. No. So it felt like a complete film to me yeah yeah um is there going to be a sequel is that end scene where she's training the army of women going to be something i'm sure there will be a sequel especially because people love him so much and um 
the MCU does believe in, uh, you know, not everyone is white. So they will probably, I would think they would capitalize on, you know, let's make more films with minorities. So I would think so. And also he might be in Multiverse of Madness just because if you watch the end credit scenes, they're setting him, they're setting them both up to be part of the bigger universe. So they'll be back. They might be back in someone else's movie before they get their own movie again. And I also think too, Aquafina's character becomes a superhero at some point. Oh, like a bow and arrow gal. Maybe I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know the comics at all. Um, so yeah, so they'll be back for sure. For sure. For sure. Also, Shang-Chi nominated for an Oscar this year for Best Visual Effects. Yes, it sure is. So Um, that's something. If you're an Academy Awards completist, you'll want to watch that. God, how many movies would you have to watch to watch everything nominated for every little award Academy Mm -hmm. Award? My friend Linda does it every year. And she does it for every single thing. So your friend Linda's going to watch No Way Home. Yep, and she'll watch Shang-Chi. She just finished the film editing category, so... Oh, my God! That is so... um, Inspiring isn't the word, because that sounds too serious, but that's so um, uh, cool, I guess. I can't think of another word. But I could also find myself very bored. (laughs) Impressive, yes. This is what I admire so much about her. Like, she will get on a project and go... Like she, like, I'm going to watch all of the best picture winners done. I'm going to read a biography about every single one of our U S presidents done. I'm going to whatever. And so every year she does the Academy Awards is just a thing. She I does mean, that year. must take her forever. It does. It does. But she does. She completes. I don't, I have not known her to give up on any of those projects. And I'm always like, I'm very impressed by that. And I wish that I had that fortitude to do stuff like yeah. that, but I don't. Wow. Yeah. So then it must be very confusing for her to get to like the visual effects, especially yeah. if she's not into other things. It's like, great. I'm watching Far No Way Home. I have no idea what's happening. All I know is that they had great visual Yeah, it's effects. interesting. Because like she, the film editing one, like she's like, it's got to be Dune. And I don't know that she loves Dune, but she's just as like, from a film editing perspective, like this is the shit. (laughs) Yeah. And she'll, and like Power of the Dog, she's like, I love Power of the Dog, but it doesn't deserve to win in this category because it's, it's here because it's nominated for best picture. So, but yeah, she's very, she's smart cookie. God. I also wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the attention span or the memory. I could, sure. I could watch all those. I wouldn't remember a goddamn thing about them once I was done. (laughs) By the time I was done, I'd be like, I don't know what a movie is. Come back to me later. (laughs) All right. Well, watch Shang-Chi. It is, it's, I think it's visually stunning. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's very pretty. Special effects. Um, Their friendship is delightful. They're both delightful actors. I loved it, but that was going to go without saying. You know what? It doesn't go without saying because I didn't love Eternals. Okay, I'm not. I don't blindly support the MCU. Eternals was garbage, sort of. It wasn't great. Angelina Jolie was the best part. If that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> what, what do you want to tell us? What our we pod is? Yeah. So yes, I do. 
Okay. Now, I alluded earlier to Abbott Elementary. You did. And there, and the woman on there who plays the principal, her name is Janelle James. Uh-huh. She has a stand-up on Netflix, which is part of a series called The Stand-Up. Okay. Um, and they are currently in season three. Okay. And that is uh, where her episode is. So it's just a singular episode. Yes. Okay. Now you have Spotify. Yes. So she also has um, a comedy like album, I guess, <laughs> um, that I would also like to listen to that. And what is it called? Um, hang on one sec. So the, the Netflix show is called The Stand Ups, plural. And she is season three, episode four. Okay. Um, and then her album, I guess we're calling it, is called Black and Mild. Nice. From 2017. I've never seen her stand up. I'm very curious because I adore her on Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see her stand up. All right. So those are, we'll That's be exciting. dipping into Janelle James. Awesome. Awesome. It kind of sounds awesome. like a porn name, I think. It really does. It would be a great, <laughs> it would be a great porn name. I think, because there was that one Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably why yeah. I'm getting that connection. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's Aquafina. Um, if you want to send us an email, I don't even think we check anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on the Insta, uh, Three Funny Ladies. Podcast. Podcast. Ha ha. I knew I was just um, something. And really, like, I want to reiterate, last week we did This Changes Everything. Mm -hmm. I just posted the trailer on our Insta today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just felt it all over again just watching that trailer. That movie is so good. It has really, really stuck with me since we watched it. So It's so good. And even as a woman, I don't think... um, We understand even how deep it goes, because we're just so used to dealing with it. That you just don't. Yeah. So when you see the hard fact facts and numbers, it's like holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So watch that. Watch the farewell. Watch Shang Chi, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. that should give you enough till we meet again. Yeah. So do your homework, and then yeah. come back and <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all. Uh, see you next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, bye.